Hello. Hello. Salam and good evening to you, worthy friend. Please, please, come closer. Uh, too close, a little too close. Welcome to another edition of the Disney Brit Radio Show. It is episode 138, and it's a lovely June summer evening, and the sun is shining where we're recording. And, uh, well, there's only two of us tonight. It's a, a, a duo. It's myself and Alan. Hello, Alan. How are you doing? I'm doing quite good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite good. Yeah. Why I'm recovering from a big concert weekend. Oh, of course, yes. There's. If you go over to Disney Brit's... Um, uh, Facebook page, you'll find uh, a video of Alan singing along to One Direction. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and not realising, which <laughs> which makes me chuckle. Chris was filming the the like the gig, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's turning facing me, yeah. and I realise he's facing me, and I smile at him, and then he points at me, yeah. and I didn't realise he was pointing at me, I thought he was filming someone behind me. No. He was pointing at you, and he was filming you, and you then suddenly realise and smile at him as you sing along to One Direction, which is quite funny. The best bit is, I don't know the words. No, no you knew some of them. I know that, oh, e, oh, oh, oh. Yeah, it's... you knew that bit. It was quite clear from what we were watching that you definitely knew that particular bit. <laughs> uh, uh, so, uh, yeah, have a look over on Disney Bit Facebook page, uh, a video of Alan singing along to One Direction and trying to pretend now that he doesn't know what he's talking about and doesn't know any of it. Uh, right, so what we got going on today? Well, firstly, we have to thank our sponsors, which is Orlando Attraction Tickets. If you want to head over to orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk, their May offer's just finished, but you can now get a nine-day ticket for the price of seven. So head over there and you can get hold of that. Uh, I don't think we've mentioned much about Orlando Attraction Tickets, have we? Um, since we started, so, yeah. they are they are one of the cheapest, if not the cheapest, uh, ticket provider you will find on the internet. Um, I certainly, when I did my research, and we'll come to that a little bit later, they were the cheapest by far. They uh, let you pay a minimum deposit, and unlike any other ticketing company, and this is the best bit about them, they let you pay your tickets in instalments. So if you book your 2015 now, you can start paying 10 or 20 pounds a month, or 10 pound a week, or whatever, off of your tickets, and pay for them gradually, and you don't notice the expense then particularly as we've noticed that disney tickets are going up uh about 30 pounds an adult between 2014 and 2015 yeah. they seem to go up twice a year as well yeah it, it does seem to be that that's happening but when's the when's the usual annual increase in the price uh when in the actual parks itself it's usually around april time i want to say march april time uh whereas in the uk good question i don't know so you can go and lock in your 2015 price head over to orlando attraction tickets uk and lock that in there and of course you can't forget our scooter vacations which is scooterorlando.com thank you to them uh if you are in need of any sort of scooter rental while you're out there any sort of ecv vehicle then you can go over to scooterorlando.com and uh, do you know I, I was on their website the other day and there's a really lovely little message at the top that says hello to all of the disney brit listeners that have come over visiting oh. us. Oh, that's 
that's really nice. That's cute. So you can find both links to those at the top of DisneyBrit.com as well with all of the information you require for that. Right, what's going on today? We have got our Disney news, as always. We're also doing our Disney's Ultimate Attraction. You have been voting over on our Facebook page for uh, our head-to-heads, and we're going to be discussing our head-to-heads and find out which ones are going through to the next round and which ones are going out. And I think there's a few surprises, actually, and there's some that are a lot closer than we anticipated. Um, And uh, then after that, we've got... Well, before that, sorry, we've got our Disney planning. Now, um, I know you all do all your Disney stuff and uh, you all plan your holidays to the hilt, I'm sure, as you're listening to this. But what we've actually got this time is some audio from Mouse Meets where I led a bit of a Disney planning forum. I shared with people how I plan and then we opened it up to the floor for other people to talk about what they did and how they planned and the things that they did. Um, And there's some really useful uh, tips on fast pass plus and how you can end up getting um fast passes for certain things where times overlap and all this sort of stuff it's particularly to do with arno and elsa where you can get everybody in at the same time with about a 10 minute window even though you're booking them at separate times so do listen out for that that's really uh, a really important bit of information that you might find very useful particularly if you want not wanted to queue forever and ever and ever for arno and elsa um is that everything um, yeah, I know one thing that I've not mentioned What's because that? it's been nearly a month. Yeah, what, never what? mentioned mouse meets. We haven't. Me- well, we haven't mentioned mouse meets. We, well, we kind of talked a lot about mouse meets beforehand, didn't we? But mouse meets was fantastic. We had a really, really great two days, and uh, we thank everybody for coming and taking part and enjoying what happened. Uh, but you know, we genuinely, I think, had a really good couple of days, didn't we? Uh, we yeah. raised five hundred and twenty. No, £554, sorry, for charity. So thank you to you all. That's gone to Great Ormond Street Hospital. Uh, and uh, they're really grateful for everything they uh, they receive. So we've uh, brilliantly been able to have support them and help them and, and get them uh, some well-deserved dollar. So that's really good going. Is there anything else you want to say about Mass Meets? Um, just that it was it was a lot of hard work. and It was. That this isn't really going to be a secret because obviously we're going to say this now, but there was a point... Up until two weeks before Mouse Meets, we yeah. said, never again. Yes, that is true. Never again. Because it is very stressful. It is very much hard work. And all of us pulled together and we managed to pull it together at the end. And it it was very successful and we really enjoyed it. We did. We enjoyed ourselves when we were Within there, the right? first 30 minutes, Adam said, oh, we've got to announce next year. <laughs> that is true. I did. Uh, but uh, thank you for all, uh, all of you for coming. So, uh, roll on Mouse Meets 2015. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's do some Disney news and rumours. Good morning, sire. Good morning, Zazu. Checking in with the morning report. Fire away. it when you press a button and then you realise that the volume's down for that particular one. Uh, never happens to me. Never happens to you. Okay, let's talk about our news and it's our three by two today because there's only two of us. So what have we got today? We've got Arnhem and Elsa allowed to stay up late. 
Pixar is coming to Richard Petty Experience. And also, the third one is uh, Ratatouille announced uh, to open in Disneyland Paris. So let me start off with uh, our Arna and Elsa then and tell you a little bit about what is going on. Uh, you're pleased to know that uh, people who have been queuing for Arna and Elsa for up to five or six hours now aren't going to need to worry about maybe queuing for that long, particularly if you want to stay later into the evening into the parks. As of yesterday, which is Sunday the 1st of June, the Frozen Meet and Greet inside the Princess Fairy Tale Hall will have its hours extended. At the moment, uh, the Meet and Greet opens with the park and then closes mid-evening, but from yesterday, the Meet and Greet will not close until the park does. So it's giving guests longer to meet the pair from the film and giving them more chance to snag a Fast Pass Plus reservation. So if you have small children and uh, you want to go during the day, feel free. If you're an adult and you've got no kids whatsoever and the park is open till 1am, why not wait until late that evening to go and meet Arnhem and Elsa? So good news. So you don't have to wait five to seven hours. Now you can wait 10 to 12. Yeah, it's crazy just how uh, busy it was getting. Um, and I think, you know, this is something that they need to do uh, to make sure that people got a chance to see it. But it's good to see that they've extended the hours now and clearly they've realised there's a, a problem, there's a, an issue that needs solving and they've solved it. So that's good. It's, it's amazing how popular Frozen has been. Uh, it is, and it continues to grow as well. Um, do you know what? I was thinking about this. This is how popular Frozen is. Um, mm. Usually when Disney release a movie, they usually put one of the newer characters in the art of Disney animation attraction at Hollywood Studios. Yeah. Um, so we usually have Lotso, we had uh, Vanellope from Wreck-It Ralph, all those sort of things. Um, yeah. But these have been so popular, they, they kind of bypassed uh, Art of Disney Animation, straight past, yeah. <laughs> went straight into the Princess Fairy Tale Hall. Uh, but it's just amazing, uh, honestly, how how crazy that is. You know, I've, yeah. I've luckily got a boy who's uh, who likes the film, but isn't really bothered about meeting Arnhem and Elsa, so I'm not going to have to worry oh, about yeah. that. Come. According to last week's show, you're, you're quite glad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Although there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, there's nothing wrong. There, there isn't. There's absolutely nothing wrong. Oh, and by the way, apparently. Woohoo! Big summer blowout! That's starting to really irritate people because it's so catchy and people now want it as a text tone. Oh dear. Uh, so we've started something now, haven't we? I'm, 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 I'm still loving it. I'm still loving Frozen. Oh yeah, I'm still loving Frozen. Big Summer Blowout. It's great. It's a great film. Uh, and uh, rumours are, at the moment, that um, they're going to be building a frozen attraction in position of where Maelstrom is. But how are they going to replace that exciting video at the end? Well, what, the Spirit of Norway? I don't know. Yeah. Or is that totally a separate attraction? No, that's... Well... No, we... Detraction. It's a detraction, yeah, rather than attraction. Um, I don't know. I don't know what they'll do with it, but apparently, yeah, there's there's rumours that Maelstrom's going in and there's a frozen attraction going in. It wouldn't surprise me if that actually happens at all. But, it would make sense, wouldn't it? You might as well cash in on it a bit further. Well, if you think about uh, all of the other um, big-named uh, films that they released that were highest-grossing movies, Beauty and the Beast, that's got a show in Hollywood Studios, it's got its own restaurant, and it's also got um, a meet-and-greet as well, um, and it's got you know, Enchanted Towers of Bell. You've got Little Mermaid, which has got a dark ride. It's also got a meet and greet, and it's got a, a show in Hollywood Studios as well. Um, the got Lion Stitch's King, Great Escape. <laughs> yeah, The Lion King uh, has got its show, uh, Legend of the Lion King, in uh, which is just sorry, the Festival of the Lion King, which is just opened in Animal Kingdom. Um, yep. So there's no way in a million years that they're going to just stop at a meet and greet. 
Maybe they may took about twenty years to get their show. Maybe they're gonna get rid of Avatar, and they're gonna build a Frozen Land instead. Ooh. Well, I know this is totally going off the the topic of that, but yeah, cranes have been spotted at Avatar Land. Yes, apparently so. And uh, James Cameron this week has uh, been talking at a Comic Con or somewhere about how amazing it's looking, how many attractions are going to be, and it's going to be they're using all the latest technology and all that sort of stuff. So. Yeah. Anyway, that's completely off the point uh, because uh, <laughs> because we like Frozen and we don't really like Avatar. Um, what's going on at Richard Petty? I don't know what is. Um, from, sa- <laughs> from Saturday the 14th of June, yeah. younger guests will be able to experience a little of what Richard Petty experience is like. Yeah. The junior race long program. Um, children between the age of 6 and 13, you've got to be at least 4 foot tall. Um will be able to experience real life racing excitement as a race shotgun in professional driving instructors for three laps not in not in their instructors laps because that would be just i'd just be a bit weird too wrong and the new experience costs 59 dollars and gives kids the chance to blast around in a couple of cars which are special cars cars this is awesome and what we've got a aiken axler yeah, this this is the only downside to it. <laughs> and Sage Vanderspin. These are racing cars number 28 and 80, if you know your car's stuff. So, the, basically, good news is you've got uh, Piston Cup cars. Bad news is they're none of the famous ones. I've, I've never even heard this of them. This is amazing, though. Um, imagine you're, you're little, you know, I'm thinking of Harry. I haven't told Harry about this, purely for the fact that I know he'd want to go. Um, you're... A young lads, and you've heard that they are apparently creating a car that you can get in that looks like one of the cars from Cars. You get in it, and you get to drive around the track three times really fast. Yeah. Um, it'd just be amazing. Um, so, I I haven't told how it is. How much did we say it was? Uh, I think it's $59. Probably excluding so tax. Because that's that? Really $59 good. excluding tax. So, you're looking at about, probably, I don't know, $20 six, a lap. 60, $60 odd dollars. $20 a lap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you know what? It's not that bad. If how that how much is um, that wild jungle tour thing? Uh, the wild Africa track. Uh, that's like, expensive. Off the top of my head, I can't remember, but you, you're looking at a lot more, I think, from what I remember. Actually, I think I saw an offer last time I was there, I know that it's a while ago, but I'm sure it was a special offer for about $99. Okay. Now, it might have gone up since then, but... Maybe How fast right. is three laps going to be? Racing oh, it, it doesn't take long. Uh, it doesn't take long at all, three laps, because it's just an oval track. Yeah. Um, so, But uh, regardless of how long it will take and et cetera, I, I think it's great. I think it'd be a great opportunity for those kids who like cars and that sort of stuff. Right, let's talk about uh, our final one. This is Ratatouille heading over to Disneyland Paris because uh, they finally announced... Uh, and there's, I've known about this for a while. Uh, Disneyland Paris contacted us and said, this is when it's officially opening, um, but you're not allowed to tell anyone. <laughs> so mm. I've known for about two weeks that when it's opening, I'm thinking, I really want to tell people I'm not allowed. But we were, 1st of June, we're allowed to tell you that on the 10th of July, the new Ratatouille area inside Walt Disney Studios is opening. It's called La Place de Remy, uh, and it's going to have several elements to it. It's going to have the attraction itself, and it's also going to have the um, Bistro Chez Remy, which has got... Um, 
a restaurant inside uh, that has a very, very limited menu. It's got kind of fish, it's got steak, and it's got, of course, ratatouille. And they did some um, temporary or some testing uh, previews of the menus, and apparently it didn't go down that well. A lot of people that have had the menu have said, you know what, it's not that brilliant. Um, which is a real shame uh, because apparently it's going to be it's going to be reasonably expensive to eat there as it is in most of the Disney restaurants. The actual inside. Just, just a quick poll to you. Yeah. Sorry. Have you have you actually had ratatouille? Uh, I don't think I ever have. You know. It's, it's not that great to be fair. No. But I suppose they had to serve it, didn't they? Purely Imagine three that. sloppy vegetables yeah. all baked up together. Yeah. But when he's called ratatouille and in the film he makes ratatouille, it's kind of difficult not to serve ratatouille that's the problem so i suppose you know yeah. i don't know but um this is going to be open on 10th of july as i've said uh there is a special um press preview uh coming up this june and actually this is this is a bit of a shout out for anybody who's interested we have been invited to go along to the press preview uh but between myself uh, chris and alan it was basically released to us a little bit too late for us to be able to make it over there so we're not going to be able to make it ourselves but if you want to go and cover it for us you will be required to get yourself over there sadly uh it's on sunday the 22nd of june if you want to go over you can go and take some photos for us some videos you get to enjoy the attraction you get to eat in bistro uh chez remy and and you get entrance to the parks and all that sort of stuff for the day on the 22nd of uh june which is a sunday please do contact us podcast at disneybrit.com and we can sort you out with going over there and, and covering it for us so if you do want to go please do let us know because sadly none of us can make it due to the the sort of lateness yeah. of finding out and we're all busy already and it would have been much better if EasyJet hadn't cancelled my local route yes that wouldn't have helped would it but uh, if you do want to go say uh, do email us radio at disneybook.com and we can sort you out and get you on the guest list you can go over there go and cover the event for us get to go on it a, you know, a month or so before it opens have some free food get some tickets to go around the park all that sort of stuff so there we go. You probably get to mix with other uh, podcasters. You will, yeah. There'll be other podcasters there uh, from the UK, I believe. Some of them are going. There'll also be bloggers and all sorts of people there who will be uh, getting the chance to go and give it a go. So uh, there's loads of people going to be there. So do. You probably end up in a promotional video and they go, So what do you think of the ride? And you'll have to stick yes. your face in there. Yeah, and saying, C'est magnifique is what you'll have to say something like that but if you do want to go do let us know I say and we can hook you up with uh, getting you a spot over there to go and see that uh, which would be great okay um, that is all of our pieces of news let's talk about park refurbs then do you want to do Walt Disney World um, right okay it's Tomorrowland Transit Authority that's closed until the 4th of August I'm so pleased it's open then though oh man when I looked at that I nearly panicked thinking I missed it I was going to say, is that overlapped your holiday yet? Or no, not? just, just, all right, three days before I go. Yeah, just trying to work this out. Oh, it's going to be awkward soon then. Um, Astro Orbiter closed until the 19th of September. Wow. Yeah, something's going on there, isn't it? I can't say I'm disappointed, though. Talking about something going on, apparently parking lots H, I, J, and K are closed. I'm sorry, what? Hang on. Lots E, F, and G are also closed. You're having a laugh. At Disney, downtown Disney. During busy times, Disney will open the Team Disney parking lot and provide a shuttle bus to downtown Disney. Oh, there you go. 
Is it building a multi-story car park? Uh, but also, to let you know, there's a slight change with the buses as well. It is on DisneyBrit.com if you have a chance to check it. But you'll find that the um, bus stops for the Pleasure Island part of Disney of Downtown Disney are closing. So the only the buses will now only be stopping at the Marketplace. So if you are thinking of heading down there, do realise that you're not going to have to have a bit of a walk if you catch the bus from the Marketplace to wherever yeah. you're going in the West Side. So... Uh, do um do think about that that that's going to be closing somewhere around 10th the 12th of june um so that's what we're thinking about i can't say i'm disappointed no because um, if you got stuck down downtown disney traffic it used to bounce back and forth through all them car parks oh, it was horrendous wasn't it yeah so they're all changing that as well uh own disneyland paris you've got captain eo closed until the 30th of june dumbo is also closed to the 30th of june flying carpets over agrabahara is closed all month uh, big thunder mountain is currently closed until the 6th as is rc racer and the 9th to the 30th of june space mountain mission 2 is also closed so that is all of the news and rumors and refurbs and closures and all that sort of stuff that's currently going on we're going to take a very quick break when we come back we are going to bring you the audio from mouse meets for the disney planning do listen out because there's some really really useful tips in there but we will be back after that want to keep up to date with all the latest disney news and rumors then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com your number one source for the magical world of Disney. For the past 10 years, Orlando attraction tickets have been providing the UK with cheap Disney tickets for Walt Disney World and the surrounding Orlando attractions. With a low deposit scheme of just £10 per person, you can book your tickets in advance knowing you're in good hands. Orlando Attraction Tickets are the only ticket company to allow you to pay your balance off in instalments online and with no credit or debit card fees, free UK sign for delivery and you are fed FastPass Plus enabled tickets now shipping. There is no other choice for your Orlando ticketing needs than Orlando Attraction Tickets. Visit www.orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. That's Orlando Attraction Tickets.co.uk or call 0845 226 8523. Okay, um, I suppose it's about time we talk about some Disney planning. Um, now, for those of you who uh, haven't had a chance to read the brochure, this isn't me standing in front of you for the next half an hour or so and going, this is what I do when I go to Disney World. I am going to tell you what I do when I go to Disney World. But equally, the idea of this is that you also chip in with any tips or hints or anything like that about what you do when you plan. I don't think there's ever been an opportunity in the UK, other than Mouse Meets, where we've had so many Disney fans together who have all got such a collective knowledge of going to the parks and how we plan things. And especially with things changing so much recently, there's some people who have been and have used the new systems and all that sort of thing that are in place that can help each other with all this sort of stuff. So um, let me uh, explain a little bit about what I do and you can tell me whether or not I'm really that sad or whether anybody actually does the same thing as I do. Um, <laughs> we probably do. So I suppose... I need to tell you the first thing, okay? I'm pretty obsessive 
when it comes to my planning, which is most of you probably are. Just out of interest, put your hands up. Who is the sort of fly by the seat of your pants, turns up and just does what they fancy as they go along? Oh, there are some people. Okay. Who is the, we kind of plan a little bit about what we're going to do and, you know, it, we, it might change from day to day. Have we got any of those? Okay. Who is the, I know where I'm going on what day, I know where I'm eating, I know, right, hey, that's me. Brilliant. I'm not the only one then. Okay. So as I said, everything is planned. Okay. Um, you don't have to be this thorough. All right. Uh, it drives my dad insane. My mum kind of gets into it a little bit. I was out in Spain with them recently, um, and I, with my mum and me were sat um, for a couple of hours just going through all the stuff, and my dad, honestly, I think, wanted to just check whether or not I was his actual child, or my mum had picked up the wrong kid. Um, but he just can't cope with this whole, this is what we're doing, this is where we're going, this is when it's happening. Um, and then, <laughs> yeah, if, if it, it has got worse since my Disney experience has come out, honestly. I thought I was bad before. Now I'm at the point of planning what fast passes I'm getting in what order, dependent on where I'm, which direction I'm touring the parks. This is looking at me like I've gone out. This is my friend who's kind of Disney-ish, but nowhere near any of us lot. She's a bit of an outsider, but it's fine. So what I use for my planning are the following. See, really since the change in Wi-Fi and all those sort of things, I've now discovered the wonders of Google Drive, okay? Now, what Google Drive, you wait. Um, I used to be one of these people who used to travel to Disney World with mounds and mounds of paper, okay? And it all used to come with me and used to do this and that and the other. Since the birth of of Wi-Fi and all this sort of stuff, my planning exists on this, okay? My entire planning is on here. And here's a tip for you. Um, I've just invested in, if you're one of these people who's got a really rubbish phone that doesn't last very long and you're in the parks all day, just bought myself a portable battery charger that will charge probably the phone three or four times from flat. So when I'm in the parks, I plug that in, put it in my pocket, and I've got my phone the whole time I'm there for my Disney experience and all sorts of stuff. That was about £15 on Amazon, so not even expensive. There you go. Um, the other thing I use is uh, obviously my Disney experience, touringplans.com. Now, I need to point out that I put this presentation together before Touring Plans sponsored the event. So they haven't gone around to me and said, you must include this in your planning, because I do anyway. And then the unofficial guide to Walt Disney World, which, has anybody else buy that every year? Yeah? Does anybody else read it cover to cover every year, even though it says the same thing as the last one did? Yeah, I did that as well. <laughs> so, those of you who haven't discovered Google Drive yet, right, it's basically Excel, Word, the whole lot, but online, and you can access it anywhere, and you can share the document with anybody you want to. I don't share my document because they, other people can change it then. Um, yeah, but they'll still look at it and ring me and say, can we change? No, you can't change anything. This is, <laughs> here it is, this is mine. Now, if anybody wants to use this template, by the way, um, it's actually on disneybrit.com. If you go to disneybrit.com, there's actually a post on there that links you to a blank version of this. But this is genuinely what mine looks like. This is my summer vacation this August. Okay. Now, just to explain a little bit what they are. So I've got best parks and worst parks. On touringplans.com, for those of you who don't know it, they've got so much data, they can tell you and they can predict the crowd levels year upon year as to which parks can be the best and the worst ones to go to. So the first thing I do, of course, is... 
in go best and work and the number next to it out of 10 so i know how busy it's going to be that then <laughs> yeah i know and then it gives me the overall level um, of how busy the resort's going to be and then that informs me on which parks we might decide to do on which days okay now that can change because sometimes the numbers on the touring calendars and the crowd calendars can change so that kind of changes my plans but i'm deadly serious and a lot of people have, may have heard us talk about touring plans on the, the podcast it is genuinely that accurate it's quite scary yes jonathan yes i have yeah yeah so um so i know so obviously it tells me my parks it tells me my extra magic hours and i've got the extra magic hours in there even though i'm not at that park just in case things change or let's say for example where was it um, we're supposed to be at Animal Kingdom that day, but Magic Kingdom's open until one, so I'll probably leave everybody behind and go to Magic Kingdom on my own in the evening, because I am that sad. Um, and uh, I know it's open until one, so that's fine. I've got even breakfast. I'm doing this thing called eating in my room. I know, apparently it's really good service. Um, and then I've got obviously my lunches, my afternoons, my dinners, my evening activities, and then I've even got my fast passes in order of how I want them and what time I'm going to get them as early as possible. Because one thing I've discovered, and I don't know if you discovered this, and we talk about this in the show, that people are booking fast passes for uh, Wishes preferred viewing in the evening, booking their two and going, well, I can't have another fast pass until I've used the Wishes one. Oh, and then it ruins their fast passes for the rest of the day because they've booked, booked them too late. Um, but that's Google Drive, and that's easily accessible online. I think it's like google.drive.com or something like that. Um, and you can open that up and you can share it with everybody and all those bits and pieces. I've also got on there a page especially for my uh, flight info. And then there's my ticket tracker. Oh, yeah. See, I told you I was sad. Um, I've got a list of different, um, different ticket providers. And what I do is about every couple of weeks I'll go through and I'll sort out what they're offering and work out who's the cheapest. So at the minute, uh, Orlando Attraction Tickets is offering £5 off a ticket, and that's currently the cheapest. So I'm about at the point where I'm going to buy my tickets in the next few weeks. So at the minute, they're going to be cheapest for that. Cheapest is that well for Universal. Maple Leaf tickets who are based in Canada. That would make sense, Maple Leaf, wouldn't it? Um, who are cheaper for Gatorland. And then my Legoland. Legoland are cheapest. And um, if you're a Merlin annual pass holder, which I am, we get 50% off as well. Hello, yes. 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 You can. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. And they changed the offer. Brilliant. Um, again, I have to say, Orlando Attraction Tickets, actually, we're going to reveal later on today, have, have just started sponsoring the, the podcast. But this, I found they were cheaper. And in fact, actually, it's because they were cheap and because I was doing my prep for my holiday that I spoke to them and they went, oh, you do a podcast. Uh, and they sponsored us. So it was actually the reason. So it's not, I'm not advertising them as, you know. Now, questions-wise, and we're going to keep hold of questions and we'll come info and we'll come to those in a little while. Um, so that's all of that. Then, of course, my Disney experience. Has anybody not discovered this yet? Everyone's discovered it. You've not discovered Right, my Disney experience, honestly, is just like... It's like heaven on a web page. It tells you everything. So you can put in your, um, you can put in where you're staying. So there's mine there. And then you can add to it your character meet and greets. 
you can add to it what park you're going to and what day. You can then, when you get to uh, the point of having your fast passes sorted, you can sort your fast passes out. You can choose your magic bands and decide what colour they're going to be, right? I know this is sad. Um, and then you can wait, and then if you stay in the resort, they'll sort the magic bands out. When you arrive, you get this nice coloured magic band, um, of which apparently the DVC ones are now going to have DVC tags on. How sad am I? Um, so you can customise those. And then when you get to the point where you're 60 days out, which I'm not yet, you can then add your tickets and you can sort out your fast passes. And then there's an app called My Disney Experience, which I've done here, which I can then use for the entire vacation. So I can check wait times, I can change fast passes, I can remind myself what time my dining is, all those sort of things all in one go. Now, the other thing, as I said, touring plans is the other thing I use. And this is an example of the crowd calendar that I was talking about. Now, it's 12.95 for the year, and then it's 9.95 to renew it each year, which is next to nothing. Uh, with basically the information it gives you, so it gives you the crowd kind of said. The other thing it gives me, if I really want it, is touring plans. That if I use them, although I might have to sort of hop round the park a little bit, it can save you. They say up to four to five hours of queuing on a busy day, because what they do is they have and nearly every day they have someone in the park who is monitoring wait times, and then they feed them all into a system, and this really clever algorithm works out what the wait time's likely to be for this and that and the other, and they, they, the ones they've tested can save people up to four to five hours of queuing. So there's loads of those on there, and even better than that, if you want, to, if you want one that's customizable for you, so you're going and you don't want to do these rides, you can enter all that, and then it creates one for you as well. It's amazing stuff. How on earth Lens done it as well? And then if that's not enough, They've even got a room-by-room room view out of the window of the hotel. So if you are picking a hotel, you decide which hotel you want to go to, you can then go and click, and it tells you what it is. So um, I'm, I'm DVC now. Um, so my home resort is Animal Kingdom Lodge. Uh, so we're staying in Kidani Villa in the uh, village in the summer. And having booked it all, I wanted to try and find, because um, we've got value accommodation this year, because treating my parents and they're taking my points not very nice um, so I was trying to find a value room that might have a decent view or something that's a little bit different and it can allow you to search through all of those different things um, so I can change the standard there and then it'll bring up one particular area and I discovered that there are three rooms there that although apparently a standard and not supposed to be Savannah view are actually in the right location so I can then bring up one of those rooms and that's the view I'd get of the Savannah now it's a bit blocked but I'd at least get a view of the Savannah so what I did then is I went to, you can ring Disney, but I can go onto the DVC website and I can do a live chat with one of the uh, cast members. And it tells you, although I haven't got it on this screen, it tells you, oh, actually I have, sorry. It tells you that if you want to request this room, this is the code that Disney work on. So you go, I would like this room, please, put that request in. And that request goes in your booking. And you know exactly what your room's gonna look like if you get one of those rooms. So, that's how obsessive I actually am. Okay. <laughs> um, so, uh, this week, I contacted Disney, and I said, I need two rooms, and I'd quite like 7628 and 7630, because they're next to each other, if that's possible. And they went, yep, yeah, we can try and sort that out for you. We can't guarantee it, but we'll try our best to do it. Um, and that's basically how much I plan. Um, and it worries me that some people are looking at me now, like, I thought I was bad. <laughs>
Um, the idea really for this is not for me to go, and that's it, thank you very much, that's the way to do it, perfect. Because um, you will all have different ways, and I'm sure you've all got tips and things um, that you want to share with other people. Now, I was talking to Andrew earlier, who's discovered some wonderful trick you can do with FastPass Plus that I know he wants to share with people. But basically, the next sort of uh, 15 minutes or so is really open for you guys to share your tips and things. So I've got the microphone. If you've got something you want to share, it could be Disneyland Paris related, it could be Walt Disney World related, it's up to you. Um, then feel free, I'll bring the mic down and you can share some info with each other. Um, Andrew, did you say you have some info about something? Hang on, let me, uh, here you go. Um, I was just going to say the um, best part, worst part thing isn't done anymore on the calendar. It's numbered, but they used to call out. They used to actually say, this is the best park, and they don't do that anymore. They stopped doing that. Um, I'll do my fast pass no, thing as well. Yeah. You're dead right. Um, it's it's just because, I suppose, you know the highest and lowest numbers as best part, worst part. Yeah. Yes. yeah. The, other, the other thing, though, actually, on the numbers is the numbers are not relative across the parks. No. So a five, if you've got a five, 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 five on a day, so yeah. five in every park, that doesn't mean each park is equally busy. Yeah. It may, it, you only can compare the numbers within that one park, if you yes. see what I mean. Yeah, that's dead right. Um, there's one day that we... Uh, I wanted to go to Hollywood Studios earlier, but we left Hollywood Studios right to the very end because there are two days towards the end of August where the park's supposed to be a three, which is going to be like, there's nobody there. I'm going to have Tara Tara to myself, maybe. Uh, anybody else has got anything else they want to share? Do you want me to do that experience. fast pass? Oh, yeah. Do you want to do the fast pass yeah. thing? Yeah. So, so this was something I came across the other day when I was trying to put a fast pass in for um, Seven Dwarf Mine Train on the day it came out, which if anybody else tried that, completely killed the My Disney Experience website. So I was trying to book five fast passes, party of five, could not get a fast pass um, for the day we wanted. Um, ended up cancelling all of my fast passes for that day, but none of the rest of the party to try and work out if there was any availability. And I could get... A booking, no problem. So I thought, great. So then I'll make the booking and I'll then copy everybody else onto mine because you can do that. Couldn't do it. What I ended up doing was booking each individual person separate fast passes. And because you've got obviously an hour's window on that fast pass, I was able to get five windows which collectively had about 10 minutes in common. So we could have all gone in that 10 minute slot. Now, interestingly, when I was doing that, the other fast passes I could have booked, bearing in mind this is in two weeks' time, was the frozen meet and greet with Anna and Elsa, Ooh, which, unless you wish ticket. to sell a small child kidney and half of the state of Brunei, you cannot get hold of, unless you book them like 60 days out on Just to give you some idea about that, for those who don't know, obviously Anna and Elsa have moved to the Princess Fairy Tale Hall in the Magic Kingdom, and um, basically the queues have been up to five or six hours just to meet Anna and Elsa, yeah? I don't know, but if you want to build a snowman, it'd be melted by the time you get to the front. Um, you just want to go down the queue and just go, let it go, just let it go, all right? Let it go. Oh, joke for you, here's one. Why did Anna and Elsa's parents <laughs> not teach them the alphabet? We have children in the room. Because they got lost at sea. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right, anyone else got any, uh, any, anything they want to share about the way that they plan? Or is there anything that you do that's different? I was just going to say that um, if you're staying on site, it's always good to check what the resort has on. Um, because there's all sorts of activities on there. And like, the Diz boards always have um, the current um, 
like running format of whatever's going on in the hotel. Like there's always like free tours and stuff like that, and there's all sorts of activities for kids that go on all day. So it's important to check those. It's a very good point. Uh, depending on where you stay, and depends on what you get. Um, there is Mom's panel going to help me here. They have an outdoor film night at Broadness Lodge. There we go. Thank you very much. Uh, which they don't necessarily advertise. Uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge have a campfire storytelling in the evening. Uh, if you're staying in uh, the parks, you can now, in, sorry, staying in the Animal Kingdom Lodge, they now do a resort exclusive nighttime safari, which costs about 70 odd dollars or something like that. And then in the mornings, if we're staying at the Kilimanjaro level, uh, Kilimanjaro suite sort of uh, concierge, they do an early morning one, which you can take part in as well. And this is all stuff that Disney kind of don't tell you about necessarily. So it's a really very good point, actually. We talk about uh, resort hopping, and actually you could just spend a day going to the different hotels and enjoying what's going on in there. And there's so much stuff that happens in each of the resort, but that could fill a day just on its own, really. Um, Steve? You mentioned touringplans.com. Um, when I was there last year, I used the Lions app that they have. Oh, yeah, that's a very good point. And that was far more accurate than the My Disney Experience app for wait times. Oh, Pretty much spot on. I guess I was intrigued because the, the Lines app, again, for those of you who don't know, Touring Plans, with all their data, had a, an app that basically came out saying, if you go to this ride at this time, this is going to be the wait, this is the time that the Fast Passes will finish on that particular day. And it was way before my Disney experience. And I was quite intrigued to know whether or not it's actually now sort of void because... I mean, they were, they were far more accurate, and you could also set a timer yourself when you're in the queue. Okay. And upload the information yeah. so it was, you know how recent the information is. Okay. That's good to know. Um, yeah, the app allows you to upload data when you're in a queue and things like that, so that gets sent straight to them, and that becomes part of the big algorithm. So it's kind of very sort of user-heavy uh, in the way that they, they try and gather stuff and things like that. Anyone else? I mean, I, Mom's panel, I know we're going to talk to you later. Is there anything that you kind of do because obviously you get to go a little bit more regularly than this sometimes uh, because you're like professional and things is there anything that you've kind of got that you can think of I do always ring the resort we, we have a favourite room that we like and I will ring them up and ask them can we have that and we've always got it in and requested it so it's always worth doing that because the room you find that you really like um, great if I get Ben to send a little letter to the resort that we're staying at Saying how much idea. he's looking forward to coming, <gasps> and we always end up getting a nice. Emotional blackmail. Yes. <laughs> the only problem is Ben's getting bigger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but they don't know that. If he writes with his left hand instead of his right, he still looks really small. Uh, that's another good point, actually. Uh, talking about writing letters, uh, the other thing you can do is if you want, they've got young children, um, you can get them to write letters to their favourite characters and send them to Disney, and the character replies. Um, so we discovered this uh, recently. So my son's um, just sent a letter to Simba. I said he has got paws and the chances of him holding a pen are fairly slim, but he might reply. But um, that I, I didn't know about the whole letter, getting charged to send a letter, how much they're looking forward to going. And, and it came to my son. Yeah, it's while we're away. Yeah, just he's not coming. It's actually, we thought it'd be better if we just said Simba sent him a letter saying, Sally, mummy and daddy are going away again. Uh, no, he's coming this time. <laughs> it's never going to live that down how many years ago was that I went without my child and still I get flack <laughs> um, anybody else we've got a few more minutes yeah good question I've not been since the Wi-Fi's returned so who has used the Wi-Fi in the park and how good is it 
One or the other. Both I went small. last December. Yeah. And it was just that's when it just kicked in, and it was fairly good to get on to the internet. Okay. Like that. In November, it was it was uh, starting to pick up, and it was really quite good. Fab. Um, plus, you'll find out tomorrow because when we contact Nick, uh, if it doesn't work, then it's rubbish. <laughs> it's Disney's fault if it doesn't work. Another comment on the Wi-Fi? Yeah. Me and my husband went on holiday last year, and our our parents couldn't make it, so we FaceTimed during one of the parades. It was that good. Um, for the Wi-Fi, was, so they saw the entire parade. The question is, <laughs> did you do that because you thought, oh, this would be nice? <laughs> or did you do that because you thought, ha! Because <laughs> that's what I'm going to be doing faces. to my friends. I'm going to go, look, I'm on Main Street. Where are you? Lizzie, look, I know you just got out of bed, but look, I'm on Main Street! That's what I'll be doing. Just so you know, I haven't told you yet. That's your warning. Just another one from my, yeah. my Disney experience experiences so far. Um, so when we're going, we're, we're going, we're staying on site to the, at the beginning of the holiday, and then we're coming off site for a, a post cruise return. Um, and my parents are joining us now. We've got 21 day tickets from Disney, and we can book fast passes for all of the time that those tickets cover. My parents have got uh, Magic Your Way tickets; they're only there for a few days. If you're an off-site guest, you can only book fast passes for seven days. As in, you've got a 30, you can start booking 30 days out, but you can only book for a maximum of seven days at a time. No, no just seven days inside your window. So if I okay. go on now and try and book my dad a fast pass, I've already booked him seven days worth. It says there's a problem, you've got to drop a day. Oh. But I, even though by that point I'll be off site, because I started on site, that doesn't seem to have applied. That's interesting. So. But obviously, if you're going for two weeks, you're staying off-site. Yeah. That's going to affect you. Just a quick question, because this is the one thing I don't know the answer to, and it's been bugging me, and I don't need to ask. How many days in advance can you book your FastPass Pluses from the date of your first uh, trip? So you can book your entire stay from the date of your first... Um, yeah, well, actually, I booked them in two slugs. So we're yeah. there for eight days, then yeah. I'm going to cruise, then we come back. Yeah. I booked the eight days on the 60-day mark for the first day. Oh, that's good. So I think it's similar to ADRs. You know, you get like a 10-day window. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know. That means I can do them all in one go. Really exciting. Don't contact me on that day, anyone. I'll be busy. Uh, yeah, just another quick uh, uh, My Disney experience. A couple of friends of mine came back in the last week. Uh, they were staying off-site. There were a group of eight of them. They also said that... Uh, because three of the party had, uh, had signed up for My Disney experience and their daughter was organizing all the fast passes at times so uh well they wouldn't let uh my friend and his wife's fast passes uh go on to the one my disney experience i'm not i'm not making this very clear but if you if you've got three people in your party who've all got my disney experience one person has to uh, has to book them really and or you have to give permission to that person that you can actually add your magic band to it right also uh there were times when because there were eight of them uh at certain peak times, the fast pass system will say, no, you can't have that slot, but you can have uh, another slot. So they okay. will actually move you around. That's good to know. The other thing uh, with, with Fast Pass Plus as well is obviously you've got your three, and then you can then start adding one after that at the kiosks at the minute. I'm so hoping that's going to change. Um, what I'm doing as well is I'm actually going to have to, I'm going to book fast passes for all of us for the same attraction, even though we're not all going to go on them. So my dad will not touch Big Thunder Mountain. Not happening. 
No in a million years. Uh, something to do with when he was little and he fell out of a roller coaster or something. Anyway, um, so Will or Gone Big Thunder, he'll still have that. But the reason I'm going to do it is because if I don't book that for him, he's not going to have the three here. And then suddenly he's going to have one there and we've already had this one. So we're going to book it for all of us. And then when we've done that one and we've done our three, I can then change all of ours. I can add another one for us and then just change his to another one. So he's still got the same ones as we have. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up going, right, how many have you had now? You've had three. We've had two. Why haven't you got the... So even though I'm not going to use that slot, the logical way for me is for alters to have it and then to change it. Yes, yeah, swap your wristbands. Very good point. Okay. Now, we don't acknowledge uh, that you can take your wristbands off and give it to somebody else, but... You could take your wristband off and give it to somebody else, which is where it's funny because girls get a pink one <laughs> and then give it to your, your husband and go, off you go. Yeah, I like pink. It's my favorite color. Um, so, yeah, you can swap. Yeah, as long as you get it back for your fingerprinting. Yeah, otherwise you can end up with the wrong one. There you go. So you want to do two consecutive rise and big thunder. Uh, Sunch and Sunch doesn't want to do it. Swap for wristbands. On you go. Thank you very much. Second one. Didn't tell you that one at uh, mum's school, did they? No, hey. <laughs> um... That's quite interesting that you can actually do that. That's a good thought. Uh, where's Chris gone over there? Oh, uh, just Jonathan there. Have they sorted out the problems with the ride breakdown? What, with, what happens? Do they, do they bump your fast pass? Yeah, basically, uh, from what I understand, if the ride breaks down, then you can replace that with another fast pass, or I think you can return at a later time with that. I think I'm right in thinking. Uh, and use it anyway. Yeah. Oh, uh, Okay. So you can use it for anything. So golden fast pass is a replacement. There we go. Uh, we've probably got... Yeah. There's this thing that you have to stick within your fast pass window. Again, my friend said that if you do turn up a few minutes late, there is usually a cast member there with an iPad. Who just sort of... Yeah, I think they, they, they're not going to be mean and say, no, you missed it by 10 seconds, get out. Um, so this is a little bit of freedom. Uh, right. We've got a couple of minutes. Has anybody got any last points? Andrew's got one last point. He should have done this for me. I'll, he should have been me and you. I'll do one as I'm on my way around as well. Go on then. <clears throat> um, Disney gift cards. One I've said before. Ooh, I'm point. somebody who doesn't like carrying cash. Don't stay on site. So, of course, I haven't got the tickets attached to my uh, wristband. So you buy a Disney gift card and you can re top it up. So what I was doing was going in with $200 every couple of days or with my wife every 20 minutes. Uh, <laughs> And that, can I point out, that only works if you don't leave it in SeaWorld. <laughs> Cheers, Steve. And, of course, that card is all you use. You've got no change in your pockets. You just present the card. The kids want to go buy an ice cream. Give them the card. You just swipe it. And, of course, every time you swipe it, that returns the value. And as Steve said, we did lose it in SeaWorld with $200 on. <laughs> Some other kid in, had it in their hand, and I did snatch it back. <laughs> and the arm. It was that hard. The arm just came off. It wasn't supposed to. Uh, Andrew, finish it off. Uh, uh, if you're staying on site, if you go to beourguestlunch.disney.com, yeah. un, un, unlinked to this yet, but if you go on that website, you can book a fast pass for Be Our Guest Lunch if you are staying on site. You need your um, disney.com logon, yeah. and then you need your confirmation number, yeah. and then you, you book a fast pass for lunch, and you can either get, you just go, you, you can either order what you want as you book the fast pass, if you want to be Adam esque. Um, or, or you can just turn up and order it. I know what I'm having. 
So, but it only lets you, it only seems to let you book one. Yeah, it's currently a trial that Disney are doing, and there was an email that was sent out for a few people to say, give this a go, and then the Disney community got hold of it and posted it everywhere, so it's now makes a massive difference. You know what we do, you know? We've got a secret. No, you haven't. Um, so, uh, that's a really good point. It's a trial that I know they were piloting, uh, but the uh, the good thing is, yeah, you can now get this fast pass for VR guests, which is massive. Alan's got the microphone. I'm guessing he wants to say something. Yeah, um, I was just going to add on to Chris's thing about topping up the gift card. Actually, I was going to do a couple of things, but topping up the gift card, if you use a credit card to buy your gift card, mm -hmm. I believe you can, you'll then get around the credit card fees for yep. going international. Yes, that, that right apparently is true, yes. Um, also, with your magic bands, mm. being in the UK, what happens to them? Uh, being in the UK, uh, they don't send them out to you, sadly. They have them at the resort. When you check in, they give you your box with your magic bands in, but they don't they don't ship them over here. Same with the kind of the tags for my Mag uh, Magical Express and all that sort of stuff. Um, you, they don't send the tags out for that sort of thing either. So it's literally going to be at the counter when it goes. Yeah, when you arrive, there it is. Take it with you, enjoy, and that's pretty much it. If you're staying off-site, you don't get a magic band. You get an RFID, uh, $16, $16, so $16 you can buy them for, and you can load it all up. But your tickets now are RFID uh, enabled, so you can still use the FastPass Plus system 30 days out, but you have to buy your own magic band. So uh, there you go. Right, I think that's all we've got time for. Now, we've got loads of people in here who are specialists in different areas. You know, If you want to know anything about trip planning for Disneyland Paris, Jonathan lives there. Uh, and just comes over here for things like this. Um, so Jonathan knows loads about that. I'm well out of touch with my planning for Disneyland Paris these days. Um, we've got the Mums panel here. Uh, any other DVC members in the room? No. If you want to know anything about DVC, uh, I've already had a conversation with Carolyn. I can answer any questions about that as well. Um, so there's plenty of people around here who you can talk to about any planning things you need to know. So please feel free. The best kept Disney World and Universal Studios vacation secret. Did you know that anyone can rent a sweet ride and truly get around fast with your pass inside the theme parks? Mom, tell them. Well, Scooter Vacations makes it fun all day long. You or someone you love deserves the best way to see everything. So why not relax and enjoy a true express ride with your pass? Scooter Vacations can arrange it and even deliver it to you. Get around the fun way, have as much fun getting from ride to ride as being on the ride. They fit on buses, boats, and monorails, and some can fit in a car trunk. Upgrade your experience and scoot everywhere. Contact Scooter Vacations at 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. That's 1-855-WDW-SCOOT. Or on the web at scootorlando.com. That's S-C-O-O-T-Orlando.com. S-C-O-O-T, Orlando.com. Want to keep up to date with all the latest Disney news and rumors? Then make sure to check out www.disneybrit.com, your number one source for the magical world of Disney. You're listening to the Disney Brit Radio Show with your host, Adam. Okay, well, there was your Disney planning. I hope you enjoyed that. Got some really useful things in there. Honestly, uh, there were so many people there. There were so many great things. I think we could probably have gone on for an entire hour. Could we have not? 
uh, with just easily. people talking about. And the thing is with Mouse Meets as well is that although we had that conversation then, just the entire weekend there's people talking about what they do in order to plan and how they do all that. So, um, you know, come along next year and uh, see what happens. Right, it is our celebration music. Because we are celebrating the ultimate Disney attraction. For those of you who don't know what this is, we are trying to find out basically the absolute ultimate Disney attraction, including every attraction currently in Walt Disney World. And we're pitting them up against each other to find out which one is the ultimate. I mean absolutely everything, whether it's a gallery, a museum, a small side attraction, anything you find inside of uh, Future World, East or West, anything like that, anything inside of Interventions, uh, we are including. Most people have done this in the past. They've only included major attractions where we have pitted things against each other that wouldn't normally fit. And do you know what? Some things have gone that we wouldn't necessarily expect. In fact, um, it was very close with Dumbo while we were at Mouse Meets, for those of you who heard the live show there. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? So we've got four matchups to talk about this evening, and we are going to give you basically the results of what everybody has voted for. And if you want to vote for this, you can go to facebook.com forward slash DisneyBrit, and you can find uh, the polls there, and you can join in with the four that we have got. So what are our first ones to begin with? Uh, our first matchup, here's something completely unusual to match up together. The American Film Institute Showcase, which is the bit at the very, very end of the backstage uh, magic tour. Not Backstage Magic Tour, the uh, Backstage Tram Tour. Yep. Versus Turtle Talk with Crush. So those are the two that have gone together. Uh, so, Alan, which one are mm-hmm. you, or would you, would you favour? Right, okay, so the American Film Institute Showcase. Just to just refresh this a little bit, am I right in thinking it's a couple of costumes and a couple of glass cases yeah. and a couple of props? Well, it's a couple. There's, yeah, it's a good few. So they had the Star Wars one, which was the last one I remember seeing, and they had like a Darth Vader outfit and some stormtroopers and some bits and pieces from the Star Wars movies. But it does change and it does alter up. They had a villa, villains one at one point, if I remember rightly, and they had villains for loads of different films. So it's like a miniature film museum, I suppose. Yeah, okay. Um, and then you've got Turtle Talk, which obviously is the interactive animated yes turtle thing exactly right so you, the question is which one do you want are you, would you put over the top of the other that's one that's one just it's about. to me it's clearly a no-brainer you've got interactive versus glass cases <laughs> okay fair point but is turtle talk with crush a poor man's monster sink laugh floor it, it arguably is but that's not what we're comparing now Okay, fair enough. That's not what we're comparing. So we're comparing the idea of comedy, entertainment. I've just started something playing. I didn't mean to do that. I apologise. It's all right. (laughs) Distract from me. Um, So, yeah, I'm going Turtle Talk all the way. So you're going Turtle Talk all the way. I I was torn briefly because I like the American Film Institute just for the fact that there are... Um, there are costumes there from the actual movies and I quite like seeing those. the, The one thing with that though is it doesn't change often enough mm-hmm. um, it takes far it just for years you'll go into the same thing over and over again Turtle Talk with Crush was new it was this kind of innovative clever um, new attraction that you would be able to go and enjoy as part of your trip to Epcot with the Finding Nemo stuff um, and also it was so popular it, it made its way over onto the cruise ships so um, yeah I thought that was strange uh, it is a little bit but I'm looking forward to seeing that in the summer which would be cool uh, so I would vote Turtle Talk with Crush as well not that it makes any difference because Turtle Talk with Crush absolutely smashes American Film Institute Showcase so much so that the Film Institute Showcase did actually get two votes 
Um, yeah. So I don't know who you two people are who think that Glass Cases wins over Interactive Turtles, but hey, there we go. Like, I'm thinking that the American Film Institute thing yeah. is, is, to me, comparable to the beginning of the great movie raid when yes. you walk around the queue. Yes. Okay, that's fair enough. Yeah, I suppose you now, could say that. Personally, I'm more excited about the, the queue of great movie raid. Yeah. But. Okay, that's cool. Right, that's our first matchup then. Turtle Talk with Crush goes through. We say goodbye to American Film Institute. So that takes us over to our next matchup, which is... Well, it just gives me an excuse to do this. Give me a bit of an excuse to play uh, some Michael Jackson on the show. Um, Chris, good that he's not here. Yes, Chris would be really pleased if he was here. He'd be, he'd be well in his element. So we've got Captain EO versus The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so Captain EO, basically 1980s, 90s throwback uh, 3D film, which was made starring Michael Jackson, was directed by Francis Ford Coppola. It's still believed to be one of the most expensive films ever made. Works out at about a million dollars a minute. Um, and was uh, a massive hit in its day, a uh, massive hit at the time, and then Disney, for nostalgic sake, brought it back to the parks, and it now resides inside the Imagination Pavilion in Epcot and also over in Discoveryland in Disneyland Paris as well. Um, so it's that versus the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. So uh, what are you going for, Alan? Um, well, I'm sorry to say this, Chris. I know you're not here, but I know you listen. Um, the Captain EO thing. Yeah. It, you know, it was great in its time when it first came out. It was. You know, it was it was cutting-edge technology, yep. arguably. Yeah. Um, well, no, it was at the time. It was it was massively cutting edge. Flashy lights in a 3D cinema. And moving moving theatre now as well, yeah. Yep. Um, and I just... I don't know, I think it's very dated and it's well beyond its best. So you're going oh, for many, many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, are you? Well, Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, you know, dark ride, but it's a seat that wobbles. It is. So I would have to say that I firmly put my vote into poo. <laughs> oh, Tigger's here. So please take seated with your hands, arms, feet, and legs inside. And grown-ups, please watch your adorable children. <laughs> there we go. Bit of a safety spiel there from Tigger. Uh, now, uh, see, I'm the same. If we, if if this was being done from my my point of view as a child, as a nine, ten-year-old going to Walt Disney World, then Captain EO would win hands down. Uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh, I remember that. I still have very vivid memories of myself going to see Captain EO when I was younger and wanting a Captain EO t-shirt and all that sort of stuff. Um, and when they were bringing it back, I was so pleased. It was like, oh, brilliant. This is like a, this blast from the past. All of a sudden, I get to enjoy Captain EO all over again. And Zoe had never seen it. And I took her to see it. And she came out and she went, what have you just made me sit through? Honestly, mm-hmm. what have you just showed me? Um, and I remember coming out and going, oh, do you know what? This is nowhere near as good as I remember it was. Uh, nowhere near. Um, and um, it kind of almost put a dampener on my memories of Captain Neo, I suppose. Whereas many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, uh, a new attraction, uh, replaced Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, we know, you know, and that was a massive hoo-ha when that happened. But it was the first fully interactive queue that Disney built specifically for an attraction. Uh, it has those moving honeypot vehicles, as you said. So for me, it would be many adventures of Winnie the Pooh. 
um, as with Alan. And it seems that everybody agrees because Captain EO got half the amount of votes for the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh, which means we say goodbye to Captain EO. That goes in the bin along with the American Film Institute. And the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh goes through. Can you believe think- if Chris hadn't voted that many times, Captain Neo would have had less votes. <laughs> You're probably right. Okay, we go to our next one. Uh, now, this is one that... A combination of two things that most people probably don't know much about. So, our matchup is... Mickey's Filler Magic. There we go. It's our orchestra warming up in the background. I'm waiting for the music for the next bit. Oh, do you know what? We'll talk about that in a minute. Mickey's Filler Magic versus the Stave Church Gallery. Okay, now those of you who don't know about Stave Church Gallery, basically they built a Stave Church inside uh, the Norway Pavilion. You can go in, it's got a lot of sort of artwork and all sort of stuff in there. Um, and it is absolutely, it was amazing. The place inside is absolutely amazing. But it's come up against Mickey's Filler Magic. Now you want, you want music for the Stave Church, don't you? Yeah. Now the music for the Stave Church, strangely, I don't know what it is. I'm going to bring this up here. Um, but I just kind of, it's gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. And it's got that slightly 80s sax in the background. So it's but, a bit Kenny G meets Church. Yeah, kind of. There you go. But there's something about it that's really kind of quite evocative and quite emotional and quite like chilled. Is that on your late night session? This is my late night, yeah. When I do late night Disney, we have this one. Oh, I don't know, oh, there's oh. just something about it. That... Yeah, it does sound quite good, actually. It's... Yeah. It gives me ch- it gives me goosebumps every time I hear it. Um, so it doesn't matter how many times I put it on, it still gives me goosebumps. It's and amazing. I didn't think you'd have been able to have any music for it. Yeah, no, I've got it. I've got music for it, you see? There it is. Na, 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 na. Look at that. Um, so that is the Norway Stave Church uh, Gallery versus Mickey's Filler Magic. So, Alan, your thoughts? Right, Mickey's magic. Filler magic, yeah. Again, you know, it was it was great when it first came out, but is this 3D, 4D effect thing overused? You know, Mickey Mickey's filler magic was using like three dimensional animation, yeah, uh, technology, yeah, um, and I mean that by sort of the the CGI, not the not the stuff coming out of the screen, so yeah, um. And, you know, it, it works at the time, but it reminded me a little bit of Mickey's Mouse Clubhouse. Right, okay. Some Playhouse Junior or Disney or whatever they call it. Um, and the Stave Church Gallery, I'll admit I've never been in there because it doesn't look like an attraction. No, and that's the thing. You know, I think people just see it there and they, they might wander in. But Disney do actually officially have it down on the list as an attraction. I've... Like I've been to some of the places in in the Will Showcase, yeah, and you really have to look for an extra door to open up and hope you're not going to get arrested. But like you, you go to say France, and you don't assume that you're going to go up the miniature Eiffel Tower. No. So when you go to Norway, do you expect that you're going to be able to just walk into the church and climb on the longboats? No, I suppose you don't. Um, which is, I suppose, one of the reasons why we're kind of doing this because it brings out some of those attractions that people don't necessarily consider or think about. Um. I do like the, the Norway Stave Church, but the thing is with it is once you've been in and looked at it once, you've been in and looked at it once. Whereas with me, with Mickey's Filler Magic, I, I can watch that show again and again and again. And I know you say, you know, um, 
it was 3D technology and all this sort of stuff. But it has that 180 degree screen. It has the um, the clever way that the the theatre's proscenium arch comes in and out. Uh, it has Donald's uh, backside out the back of the projection screen at the back. It has all of those elements. And, and even the clever little touches like you've got Donald's backside in the theatre, but then you go through to the store next door and the front half of Donald is coming through into the store. Mm. Um, it's a clever little touches like that as well that I like. And I think also it's a step forward as well. It was the first time that a lot of the Disney characters had appeared as in CG form. Um, yeah, it's hard to describe that without seeing 3D. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But um, I, I like the fact that it's, you know, they, Alan Menken was involved with uh, rescoring some of the music um, and the whole idea of the show, I think, is just very, very clever. So as much as we say it's a 3D, 4D thing, um, I think there's a lot more to it than this, maybe necessarily we're giving it credit for. It, hypothetically, right, I know this yeah. isn't what the lineup is, but if it was Mickey's Philomagic versus Captain Neo, yeah. which would have won then? Oh, Philomagic, easily. Yeah, see, I think that's a harder one to call. I, well, from my point of view, Fellow Magic would have well and truly outdone EO, without a shadow of a doubt. But I'll probably, probably agree with you in the end. But <laughs> but uh, everybody else agreed as well, because uh, Mickey's Fellow Magic uh, well and truly outstripped Stave Church Gallery. One person did actually vote Stave Church Gallery over Mickey's Fellow Magic. Was that because so, you had the soundtrack? That you <laughs> yeah, so it's, they're, they're probably a saxophone player. It was um, Kenny G you wanted to do the captain there. <laughs> That's all it was. It was Kenny G in the background. There he is. There we go. Um, so uh, that means Stave Church Gallery, sadly, it goes into the bin along with Captain EO and the American Film Institute Showcase and through goes Mickey's Filler Magic. Right, next one. And the final one for this evening, it's Lights, Motors, Action, Extreme Stunt Spectacular versus The Circle of Life. There we go. Oh, yeah. Some tense music in the background. Is that um, from the Circle of Life? This is from the Circle of Life, yeah, no. So, uh, well, let's explain these two for those of you who don't know. Lights, Motors, Action is basically a car stunt show which is done on a large arena in uh, Hollywood Studios. It was brought over as part of the, uh, the massive Year of a Million Dreams. Was it Year of a Million Dreams? Uh, yeah, I think it was. I think it was. Um, from Disneyland Paris, uh, where it exists, and it was pretty much a carbon copy of that particular show. Uh, it's got gunfire it's got fire it's got stunts it's got jumping it's got people falling from top of buildings it's got people setting themselves alight it's got uh, lightning mcqueen uh it's got loads of different things in jet it skis. um yes jet skis um and it's about 45 50 minutes long uh and then that's up against um the circle of life an environmental fable is its kind of subheading uh, which is Timon and Pumba as they take us through and talk about the environment and about animals and nature and looking all after all of those things so it's Lights Motors Action against the Circle of Life so what are you going for Alan? Well Circle of Life has to have my favourite um, what's the word quote yeah. of all time which is, which is damn yeah, that's quite funny. There's, when they see a big giant dam. Yeah. But um, oh, it's it. You know, it's it's it probably chalk and cheese. This one, isn't it? You know, you've, they are you've got completely a, different. Yeah, you've got a. a I'm not going to say poor quality one, but it's like a. You've got a, a film that is not really The Lion King. It is like a spin-off, and it's and it's not, been there a long time as well now. It's not that great, and then you've got 
lights motor action, which is obviously a stunt show, lots of energy in there. Yeah. Um, and quite a major attraction, really, in Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes. But which one would be the one to win? You know, it's... I'm not really a fan of lights motor action. Well, you got to remember as well, lights motor action is twice the length of uh, the Circle of Life. And the Circle of Life, an environmental fable, has been there since January 1995. Did it replace Kitchen Cabaret? Uh, yes, I do believe it did. So they took out an animatronic thing to put a film to in. To put a film in, yeah. I'm sure that's oh. what it replaced, yeah. I think, you know, I think it's when it comes down to this one, although you've got one that's obviously very expensive to run yeah. and one that's not, yeah. I think it works down to which one do you hate least? <laughs> okay, we're going down that's that way. That's the way I've got to go with it. So I would say that I think I would prefer to sit through with the circle of life than I would lights motor action. Okay. So you're going lights motors action. Um, I can tell you that actually we're incorrect and um, the circle of life didn't replace uh, Kitchen Cabaret. It replaced... Oh, I'm just finding there's a video of it there. It replaced an attraction called Symbiosis. What was that? It was a, video, it was a film, I believe. It's called Symbiosis. Oh. Now, it's interesting, this one, because Lights Motors Action is a clever idea and is a good show, I think, but when it went over, it, nobody really... The, people, the Americans never really took to it. and People never really took to it. And um, it kind of gets panned by a lot of people. Um, and uh, Circle of Life uh, is an attraction, I think, not everybody goes to. I'm trying to think how many times I've seen it since it's been there, and I think that it's probably once I've seen this film since it turned up at the parks. Uh, in the twenty, nearly twenty years that it's been there, I, I enjoy it twice. I enjoy light, mo- light motors action. The only problem with it is once you've seen it, you've seen it pretty much. It doesn't change very much. They tried to change it by putting Lightning McQueen in a few years ago, uh, which did increase its popularity with with kids slightly. But once you've seen it, you've seen it. Um, but having said that, the Circle of Life film is old now, really twenty years old. Um, so I can't vote for that and I'm going to go for Lights, Motors, Action so you've gone for Circle of Life haven't you? yeah well actually most of you have agreed with Alan and the Circle of Life has actually double the amount of votes of Lights, Motors, Action and Lights, Motors, Action is actually in the bin and I'm amazed that this has gone out in the first round but it means that the Circle of Life an environmental fable has beaten Lights, Motors, Action Extreme just think though if instead of spending millions of dollars putting the stunt show in there, yeah, they just put another twenty-minute short film in. Yeah, <laughs> kick it out and put another short film in based upon the environment, and everyone will be happy. Yeah, there you go. That's the answer from now on. <laughs> yeah, get rid of all the all the cast members that are working in the job. Yeah, or just put some more films in. That's what you need to do. <laughs> ah, there you go. We've solved we've solved the problem. Just we love cast members. <laughs> I love cast members. Well, there you go. That is our four for this particular round. We will have four more for you on the next edition of the show as we continue to find out what is the ultimate Disney attraction. But it means tonight, Turtle Talk with Crush, Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, Mickey's Filler Magic, and the Circle of Life and Environmental Fable, I'm even saying this, goes through to the next round. Um, and that leaves us nicely to the end of the show. 
Incidentally. Like yeah, go on. We're going to do another spin-off on this. If it was Lights Motor Action versus yeah. Indiana Jones and show, yeah. it's done epic. Which one would you go with? Indiana Jones. You see, I'm... I would probably go for the Lights Motor then. Would you? Yeah. There you go then. Probably because I've seen it so many times. Yeah, whether it's that as well. But I've been in Indiana Jones as well. Oh. Right, that is everything, which means it's time to do this. So, thank you once again for joining us. It is the end of the show. And don't forget, you can, of course, go over to Facebook and like us and comment and everything that's going on there. All of our news items are sent straight out to Facebook and to Twitter, which is at Disney Brit. And you can keep up to date with all the latest news and rumours to do with Disneyland Paris and Walt Disney World and a manner of all the different things that are going on. Thank you to our sponsors, Orlando Attraction Tickets. It's orlandoattractiontickets.co.uk. And, of course, to Scooter Vacations which is scootorlando.com and uh, don't forget you can email us on radio at disneybrit.com and if you are interested in heading over to Disneyland Paris to cover that Ratatouille uh, stuff for us then please do email us radio at disneybrit.com you can of course review us on iTunes we ask you to go over there and do that and just to leave a review about what you think about the show Uh, and if you haven't heard the Mouse Meets one yet do go back and listen to the Mouse Meets show I think it's one of the funniest shows we've done in a very very long time it's also possibly one of the silliest but the frozen jokes will just continue forever there you go um, and uh, just contact us if you want to say hi or do you want to leave us a message or, or want to suggest uh, have a question or want to suggest a segment or anything like that of course you can ring us on 0121288 I think that's it isn't it pretty much so well until next time we'll see ya Was swell!